Hey, improvement pill here. I want to welcome you to the second lesson of the Tamed course. If you haven't watched lesson number one, I suggest that you pause this video right now and click on the link in the description below. Because if you want to get the most out of this course, you're going to have to watch all of the videos. In today's lesson, we're going to talk about how habits work or more specifically, how they are structured. Because remember, our strategy for the next couple of months is to focus all of our energy on creating good new habits. And in order for us to do so, we're going to have to understand how they work. Psychologists know that there's a certain structure that all habits follow. There's dozens of models out there depicting this, but for the purposes of this video, to make things easier for all of us to understand, I'm going to use my favorite model, the habit loop model, which was introduced by Charles Duhigg in his book, The Power of Habit. The habit loop model contains three steps. The first step is the cue. The cue can come in many shapes and forms. It can be something in your environment like an object, a sound, or a smell. It could also be a certain time of day a location or even an emotion whatever it is the cue serves one purpose it tells your brain that it should start the habit and that's where the next step of the habit loop comes in the second step of the habit loop is called the routine the routine is the actual habit itself it's the behavior that you perform so if you have a bad habit of smoking cigarettes it's the act of taking out your pack lighting your cigarette and taking a pull this entire process is the routine the third and final step Step of the habit loop is the reward. The reward can come in many shapes and forms and it varies from person to person. It can even be a combination of different things. For our example of smoking cigarettes, it could be a quick spike in our dopamine levels, which nicotine provides. It could be a break from work or it could even be the good feeling that comes from socializing for people that like to smoke in groups. The reason the habit loop is called a loop is because of the reward. If the reward for the habit is satisfying enough, your brain says, okay, if this cue appears, and we do this routine, then we get a good reward. And it keeps this information tucked away for next time. So the next time the cue appears, your brain says, oh look, it's that cue again. If we do the same routine as last time, we'll get a good reward, just like last time. And each and every time you reach the reward, this specific loop becomes stronger and stronger to the point where you no longer even have to think about the action. You just do it. When you reach this point where you no longer even have to think about doing the routine, that's when a habit is officially formed. And that's the habit loop. Now you're probably wondering, well, this is good information and all, but how exactly can I use this to overcome my own addiction? Well, this is important because it allows you to discover the cue routine reward of your current addiction. It's important to find out the cues for your addiction because these are the cues that seem to appear in your life all of the time. You can take these cues and attach them to more positive routines like exercise or meditation. And if we can train our brains associate these cues with those routines, we will have successfully replaced a bad habit with a good one. We'll dive deeper into this concept throughout the course. Now, it's important to become aware of what your rewards are, because by doing so, you'll discover the driving force behind your addiction. Let's say, for example, you realize that the reward for your pornography habit is that it helps you relieve stress. Maybe you have a tough day at work, or maybe you had a bad interaction with a girl you like. Some of us turn to porn to relieve this sort of stress. If that's the case, then we need to address this problem. You're not going to suddenly stop having stress in your life. So we need to pick a habit that can relieve stress. A good example of this is the habit of lifting heavy weights. Remember, habits cannot truly be erased. The cue and reward can't really be changed, but we can alter the routine. And that's the idea behind this entire course. Replace, not erase.
So what I want you to do right now is to grab a pen and paper and start sketching out the habit loop for your own addiction. The routine is pretty obvious. It's the bad habit itself, but the cue can be a little tricky. Most of the time, there's more than one cue. There's a variety of different situations that prompts us to indulge in our addiction. So think of as many as possible and write them down. For example, here's a list of the cues that I wrote back in the day when I was in the process of overcoming my own pornography addiction. Uh, if I was drunk, if I felt rejected, if I had my phone or laptop on my bed before going to sleep. Now, when it comes to identifying the rewards, it can be a bit tricky as well. For one, every single bad habit that is addictive involves an increase in dopamine levels. But we have to dig deeper than that and uncover the main rewards that we crave. In the book, The Power of Habit, Charles Duhigg looked at his bad habit of eating cookies every single day. At first glance, you might think, well, the reward is probably the sugar rush or the satisfaction of hunger. But Duhigg soon discovered that it was actually the reward of socializing because he would get up from his desk, walk to the cafeteria, buy the cookie, and talk to his co-workers. He discovered this by noticing that just eating the cookie wasn't enough to keep him satisfied. He would always want more. We need to think about our own addiction with this attention to detail. A bad habit like pornography might provide you with a sense of validation because to your brain, there's hundreds of girls that want to sleep with you. Another reward could be the fact that it helps you fall asleep. It could also be something that relieves stress. Or maybe it could be something that makes you feel like you accomplished something. There's many, many possibilities. And the only way to really determine what the rewards are is by analyzing your own life. If you're someone who doesn't feel the urges to masturbate after spending the entire day having a great time with your friends, then the reward for your addiction might be that it satisfies your social needs. If you don't feel the urges to masturbate when you get a massage one day after feeling stressed at work, your reward for your pornography addiction might be the fact that it relieves stress. So it's really up to you to think about this part carefully and hypothesize what the rewards are for your addiction. Chances are you're not going to finish this diagram in one sitting. You're probably going to think of some cues and come to the realization about the rewards throughout the next week or so. So make sure you add those to your diagram because it's going to play an extremely important role throughout this course. In our next lesson, we're going to talk about how long it takes to form a habit. There's a huge misconception going around about this. Some people say it takes 21 days, some say it takes 90. For the most part, they're all wrong. The Tame course was brought to you for absolutely free with the help of the patrons of this channel. If you're someone who has found value in this course or would like to help me continue to make these types of videos for free, then you should visit my Patreon page right here or in the description below to check out the perks of becoming a patron. And besides that, stay tuned.